Look, I have many, many friends on MySpace. I, I pretty much add anybody. I don't know who this Huey Freeman is, but he doesn't stand for what I stand for. And I denounce, I repudiate, and condemn him. Basically, fuck him. Listeners, we're back. It's been two seasons and two recap episodes recently. And now let's kick off season three, mm-hmm. episode one of the Boondocks with It's a Black President, Huey Freeman, in which a German documentary follows the Freeman family from the election to the inauguration of the country's first black president, giving us a look back at the hope and change <laughs> that already feels like ancient history. <sighs> Dude, and and that synopsis was written before it has now feel it really feels like fucking ancient history. <laughs> I mean, we've been through what nobody thought we would make it through or ever have presidency, you know. Um but yeah, it's very fitting. You know, the universe is divine in this whole design of us doing this podcast, I swear. Because it's I feel like it's super fitting that we are starting season three when we're in the midst of everything that's going on with our office now. You know, mm-hmm. the kind of incompetent leader that we have. Well, okay. Wait, hold hold on there. Before before we go. <laughs> we won't jump I, yeah. I <laughs> vehemently dislike Biden. I do not like him. I do not I do not feel like his policies represent me in any way. However, I do not feel in this situation that he is the idiot. I feel like the problem was done 20 years ago and that what they did wrong um, in this instance was not doing the thing that like not not thinking ahead about all of the logistics that would go into moving that many people out of there and then moving up the date because they still should have another month, but then they decided not to do that for some fucking reason. I just saw he's not being ballsy. So let me not say incompetent. I'm just saying, I agree. Be ballsy. I also think like you are making us look weak to other mm -hmm. countries. I think, well, and he's got, he's got this idea in his head of, of what, America was doing there, which they keep saying nation building, but all they were doing was occupying. They didn't build any kind of nation. They instilled a leader that was loyal to what we wanted instead of what the people of Afghanistan wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as soon as the Americans left, the fucking president left. And so why is the military going to keep fighting when they haven't been paid in weeks and they don't have any leadership anymore because the president abandoned the country? And then here's Joe Biden on TV going, they didn't have the will to fight. No, motherfucker. They knew they were going to get slaughtered and you left them there. So instead of blaming them, you got to blame on 20 years of bad mistakes and bad decisions over and over and over again. His verbiage. I don't know who writes his his, uh, speeches or if he just goes rogue, Mm -hmm. but sometimes... He really needs to bring it back. Like he needs to stop and think about it. Um, I there is nothing happening on the news 
that is in any way surprising to me. Not, it, not a single part. Every story from the Delta variant almost getting us back up to the top numbers of infected every day is from like January to... Like we got another holiday season of not having to choose where to go for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. going to be at home. In That's two weeks, like, I have a vacation yeah. planned in two weeks. And you know what? Yeah, I'm I pretty goddamn sure it's not going to happen at this point. And I'm trying really hard not to think about it that way. No, nope, but... we're going to manifest that it does. And <laughs> ride with your mask on. Oh, yeah. No, the mask is not. When I'm on that train, the mask does not come off except to eat. And that even though yeah. I'm going to have a private room, which is the I'll first time in your private room, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm super so excited be... about that. Yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never had a, um, a room on the train. I've always just had a seat. So, yeah, me too. And I hate it when anybody can just come sit by you. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh. I have a thing about noises and people making them when they eat. And I, oh. I, I wear noise canceling headphones ev- everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> These people, I don't want to do it, but they, good Lord. I was like, what, what did I do? What did I do that I'm getting karma back for right now? It was horrible. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So this episode, great way to get back into it. Um, after two weeks. Yeah. After our very lengthy season two review. Before uh, before we go into the episode, though, how are y'all doing? We haven't since we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. Anything anything you want to talk about that that happened or anything uh, besides work, Lindsay? You got going on? Oh no, I just worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was saying in the in the pre. I was saying in the pre-show that like all I do is put on movies and either dissociate on my phone or pack my house. And they're like, I don't, there's no life. What is life? (laughs) I have been working on, um, I finally got my, you know, I'm coming out with my lip, lip, lipstick. Yeah. Um, line. Um, you know, the, is it going to be Mary Menage with the Mary Jane Maven? I was going to ask, is it, is it, is it weed lipstick? Sorry, I'm sorry. What'd you say, hon? Is it like weed based? Yes. Cool. So, well, first of all, the products are all vegan and um, the products are all words that you can say. Um, they're all real, real, you know, it's not, you know, 17 letters in one word. It's like shea butter and things like that. Um, but it is also each color is going to be based off of a strain. So, okay. Um, so there's. See, I think my sister's looking through it right now. So I want to say there's like 15 colors of my line. Um, very bold, matted colors. So I've been working on that. Nice. Um, I also would like everybody to visit womeninCannabisExpo.com and vote for the Menage with the Mary Jane Maven podcast for the podcast of the year. Um, I will also be speaking at the Women in Cannabis Expo at the Atlantis Casino and Resort in um, September, September 27th to be exact, at 3 p.m. So if you, we've had any listeners and, you know, those that are like, oh, I'm trying to make, you know, I'm on your vision board and you manifested meeting me. <laughs> um, you, could go, <laughs> you could come to Reno and you could check out the expo especially if you're a woman that is interested in getting into a career in cannabis or learning more about how you can utilize cannabis to, you know, optimize your wellness and your health. Um, So please go and vote. You're able to vote one time, but to spread it along, pay some people, you know, make them some macaroni and cheese to vote, (laughs) whatever it is. I'll make sure uh, Um, Dean puts that in the show notes so people can link to it. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll do that. And then um, 
other thing, which is kind of sad news, but it's part of life. Unfortunately, last Friday, a cousin of mine who's only 41 years old passed away unexpectedly oh, so and um, suddenly. And um, to me, it you know wasn't time. But um, I just want to any content that I create over the next month. I said um, I've always I'm always going to think about her, but I just kind of want to give a shout out to her and to her boys um, and to her unborn first grandchild, which they're getting ready to have a um, gender release part or gender reveal party in the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, so just asking for those of you that listen for your love and light and prayers um, to my family um, and always love to my cousin who we used to call Petunia Pig when we were when we were young. She totally her forehead. I mean, she was totally Petunia Pig. Um, <laughs> so that may be my next tattoo as well. But Love to her and to my family. So that is, oh, and the family's back to school. So I'm adjusting to being back home by oh, myself, yeah. which is really weird. Let's just say I've caught up on some sleep. But <laughs> other than that. You're, you're um, going to start being the one who's like, did you see this Netflix movie? <laughs> probably. probably. I try to really, um, I, I put on stuff that I don't pay too much attention to so that I can still try to get work done. Um, I'm still trying to, you know, get my store started, yeah. create my own website. I just, I'm very hard headed and I don't want to pay anybody else to do it. So I'm doing That's it all cool. myself. I, so, I wish um, I had the, uh, the executive function and organizational skills currently to do all of the things that I really need to do right now. If it wasn't for my app called The Pattern, which reminds <laughs> me every single day what I should be doing and what is, you know, in the, in the stars for me to be doing for that day probably wouldn't be as productive but it's kind of like having big brother go get up off your ass if you want to make shit happen so i may be in bed doing it but i'm getting some shit done so very cool that's yeah so that's been it here so i'm just gonna fill dean in real quick because he left for a second so this is uh something that you'll want to link to um in the show notes cool all right so should we uh should we talk about this show not just you know how awesome everything is in this you know, yeah. country and everything is awesome. Um, <laughs> let's let's think back to those gloriously optimistic days of 2008. Man, I know. And it's funny because my sister's ringer right now. Her message sounds yep. like that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that's what I thought about a lot during the episode was just like, wow, I remember that feeling. I, like, I yeah. remember my baby being three months old and that boy sat up and watched the entire mm -hmm. inauguration as if he understood. We should have known then he was going to be old. We should have known it. Um, but he sat up three months in my lap. Like this was around that time where he finally started like just pooping and eating all day. And like he was doing other things. But that day I remember him watching the TV and watching, you know, him speak. And I remember thinking like, well, this is kind of powerful. Like he's three months old, just like, like just a few days shy of three months old. Um, but I do remember that optimism and that that joy, um, you know, but I was on the other side at the very beginning. I was like, just because he's black, I'm not like he has to prove something. I wasn't quite oh, on board at first. That's actually um, thank you for bringing that up, because I so for me, I feel like this was the beginning of me completely changing all of my political views. Like mm -hmm. I was at the lead up to. 
all of this, like to me, it felt so powerful and historical because my dad, you know, had lived through and lived in the South during the civil rights movement and like gone through all of like all of that having to do with Vietnam and coming back and, and the treatment of soldiers after Vietnam and blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, I remember, let's see, I was at my favorite bar and they basically literally like, and I had never been anywhere that showed like political nights on the big screen or whatever. And this mm. is a sports bar. And they had like they pulled down the big screen and had the returns going up on the stage. And people were like pacing with like so much nervous energy. And there was a lot of drinking and a lot of tension. And then this huge eruption of cheers and, and everything when it was called for him. And, um, you know, I, I remember calling my dad and just like he had no words because he literally did not think that he would be alive. I never see it. Yeah. Yeah. So the same thing. I remember my mom saying it, my aunt saying it, my grandmother, my grandfather, they were just like, I remember my grandfather saying, like, I don't know. He he was a a, um, a bishop, a minister. So I he one of the Sundays, I don't know why I ended up there, but let's, back then I, I did go. And I just remember him giving a sermon and he was saying, like, to him it still didn't feel real. Like he was waiting mm -hmm. to wake up, um, but that he was happy that he was able to see, you know, see a black president. Um, but also it was very, it was very eye-opening because a lot of older people, they were happy about it, but they also, I think, held on to a lot of realism that not much mm -hmm. is probably going to change in four years. Like it, it, it'll be the, the antithesis, like it'll be the beginning of it, but it wasn't going to be just like everything was going to become equal. Um, oh, yeah. And black people weren't just going to become automatically better. I remember him kind of saying that. Which that's uh, the reason why I, I I really wanted to kind of harp on that. And I want to hear, Lindsay, too, if you have a little Obama story. But, mm -hmm. like, in this episode, each character is such an individual representation of a group of people <laughs> in at that time period. You know, like, the overeager kind of super, like, turned on by the fact that he was a young, sexy, you know, black man. And then you got, you know, oh, I'm going to vote for him because he's black, which was literally most people that I knew. I'm going to vote for him because he's black. Um, and, you know, you had all of these different views of, of him. And in this episode, every single character, like, I could probably remember some news story or some, you know, somebody who I met in the bar or whatever, who basically embodied that. Uh, and I just, I find that really fascinating how he essentially took all of the different reactions that uh, people had in America and assigned them to the different characters. And it fits so perfectly with who those, those characters are. Like it wasn't, I mean, it, it's all good. It, Sarah, it wasn't like, forceful. It, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't forceful in other than ruckus, but uh, it just it it's really just kind of fascinating to me that I did not pick up on that the first time watching it. But like now I can 100 percent see, you know, ruckus obviously is the hard right commentary, but you've got everything from Tom it's who is like, my life's going to change. Everything's going to be better. Mm -hmm. And. You know, then you've got Huey's that's like, nothing's going to change. And people are like, oh, you're not excited about this? How are you not excited? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. All right. So, Lindsay, before I start, yes, what's your, what's your, do you have any Obama story? Like, how did you feel 
when he was I was elected. so wrecked. I was so wrecked by the time we got there. George Bush destroyed me, okay? <laughs> like, I used to listen to System of a Down nonstop in high school. I would cry over the shit. I would go to school, like, the war on terror and stuff. I was so mad about it. That was my political awakening. So I really got into politics and policy and shit that was going on. And I would talk to my mom about shit a lot. And I was saying to her one day, like, America's over. Like, we've given away all of our power. The government can do whatever they want. So when Obama came on the scene, I already had that skeptical attitude. I was Huey. And I was already on that shit. Like, well, I don't see his policies being. (laughs) Like, I was was that depressing, you know, piece of shit. And well, (laughs) not correct. So, like, so I then. was Miss Susie fucking Sunshine. Like I was I was excited and like like felt like crying because of the momentousness of this, of what it meant. But like looking back, I'm like, God damn, I was such a like I was I just felt like don't fuck with me. Somebody, <laughs> somebody say something. Um I was like Riley, like I'm about to call Obezy. What's up? <laughs> like I could call you directly. Um, two things really quick though, Lindsay. System of a Down, favorite song, and it's also my alarm clock, Chop Suey. Mm, However, so good. Second thing, you know that they're coming to Oakland in concert in like a couple weeks or like a month. They were in um, Sacramento, I think, when the year I first moved here, you guys had them. I think it was. Oh, at, um, at, um, shit, it's coming up. I know everybody's talking about it. Aftershock. Yes. Yes. Um, But my favorite is Daredevil, which is, I think, a lesser known song by them. Uh, love it. Everyone go listen to it. But I will say the <laughs> night that Obama was elected, because I was in Oswego, I was in college, and we stayed in that night because we thought, oh, my God, we're in Oswego. It's going to be some shit, you know? You're going right. to have the ruckuses versus the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But I heard after it was called, I just heard, wow, yeah, like people in the streets cheering and carrying on, which was pretty cool. And I was like, huh. That nigga did it. And then I went to bed. And that, I remember clearly, like a real boondocks kind of moment. But it was what it was, y'all. Yeah, I know. I feel like it was so long ago. And it was like, we've gone thus far in 12 years since, you know, the episode. Most of it took place. Um, Right? It's been 12 years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Because so this, when the episode came out, it was looking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, wait, wait, it was 2008. Yeah, it was 2009. It was set in 2008. I think this was it 2009 or 10 that this came out. Because we're on season three now, (laughs) which I I keep reminding myself that we're on season. And I know, I remember, I haven't seen any from from the end of last season, and even before that, because I remember the other two episodes. So this is all brand new for you now. Yeah, so I'm really seeing everything with fresh eyes. Yeah, this was this was definitely the season where I was like, I definitely am into doing a podcast. 2010. Yeah, yeah, twenty ten. So it was uh, okay. it was a couple years so after Obama. Years, almost twelve. Yeah. Um, Damn, this year's almost over. <sighs> okay, so oh. our show begins today. It's documentary. The narrator, who is voiced by I can never say it, Werner Herzog. Yay, look at me. Begins by revisiting the end of the 2008 presidential campaign where the GOP tried to link Obama to radicals. Part of this came uh, from the discovery that Obama and Huey were MySpace friends. Okay, this is a little boy who thinks that Jesus is black, Ronald Reagan is the devil, and the government is lying about 9-11. Kids like this need to be on America's shit list, not our friend list. So that was John McCain. Or, you know, quote unquote, John McCain, who was, uh, you know, 
Those of you who may not have uh, been paying attention to politics back in 2008, because I guess that's possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, McCain was uh, was his running mate, or his, his opponent, not his running mate. Um, and honestly, the last Republican that I had any respect for, pretty much, you know. Yeah, I remember there was uh, there was a during the debates, uh, some woman had. Yes, had, it wasn't a debate. Yeah, it was a, it was a town him, hall. Yeah, she said, "Well, he's, he's a Muslim he's or a, he's something." A, he's a, yeah, yeah, and he's, he's the, that's when I got respect for him. Yeah, because yeah. before that, I was like, I don't care. He was a POW. Well, like, what the fuck? That's what he was supposed to do, right? But like, he I did not care. Thing. He was the old dude with the short arm. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> care. Um, really, I'm I know, sorry. Sorry. respectfully, I, I know, respectfully. I know why he Megan, couldn't don't raise come his arms, me, girl. but I know how you are about your dad. I did not mean anything by it, but I definitely did earn respect for him. And especially since his passing and just the more that you know about him. And I think part of my deal was I knew much more of his daughter and his daughter made me feel like he was that privileged, you know, regular white politician. Well, no, she just is the privileged one. Definitely. He actually had a little bit more, you know, he cared more. A little bit more understanding um, of what normal people go through. That part. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that, like, I don't, I don't pay much attention to Meghan McCain, but I pretty much every time I do see something by her, I'm like, how fucking out of touch is this person? Like, I mean, legit. She went to the best (laughs) schools, like best of private. She never saw one Mm -mm. person of color unless her name was Lupe and she worked for them. (laughs) Like she, like seriously, that's, that's yeah i don't know how she was on the uh the view i don't know they basically won another elizabeth hassel bitch and they got her, so. <laughs> yeah she was terrible too yeah uh yeah so after um you know after john mccain of course is, is says this thing about him obama uh officially repudiates huey uh which we heard in our opener tonight um basically saying yeah fuck him um but huey's huey doesn't really care that much uh, the documentary continues at the Fremont residence where he interviews Huey. So then, now that it looks like Obama is going to win, as a black African-American Negro, are you merely excited or are you extremely excited that everything is going to change forever? Eh. I felt my sphincter clinch and my scrotum contract in shock at his response. <laughs> I love, I love that. What was it? Uh, um, an, a black African American Negro. <laughs> are you, are you excited or? Are you... Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. So one, do we know who did this voice? It was actually Werner Herzog. It was, it was oh, actually oh, an actual person? documentary guy. He's, yeah. A, yeah. He's, he's a director, a documentarian. Yeah. So yeah, I he, thought he was, he was spoofing real. himself essentially. Okay. In this. I see. I love people when they can make fun of themselves. Fuck yeah. That, so right. Mad respect to him. Um, but yeah, he definitely made it. Um, his dryness, I feel like, not really aloofness, but just kind of like, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just do and, and get the material. You guys are gonna basically shape the story for me, you know, and that's but it's also like his, uh, it, the way he came off kind of the whole time. But he also kind of represents basically every news article that came out about Obama at the time and like in this yeah. in this he's like you're a black guy so you must be really excited or are you like ecstatic yeah. and when Huey's like I don't really fucking care he's like what my whole <laughs> life is a lie I don't understand you know just it's <laughs> the level of outrage and you know that gets repeated over and over again in this when when people are are um presented with with Huey's point of view <laughs> 
I mean, I think they did great once again, like the show always does. We're not a monolith. We all didn't feel the same way. You know, some of us that did, a majority that did, I don't want to get ahead and we'll talk about it in one of my clips, but you didn't have any other reason other than because it was the cool thing to say that you were voting for Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was, I remember working and I'd started at Wyotech, which was all white men. Okay. It's an automotive school. So everybody there, especially the professors and like my boss was white man. He didn't mean any harm, but he was like, oh, you must be thrilled. And I was like, why? And he's like, because you have, we're going to have a, or you're going, you're going to have a black president. And I said, well, first of all, I didn't know that my one vote was going to make him the president of the United States. But all I know about him is he's a black man and he's from Chicago. I need to know more than that. And I remember he was so shocked that that was my response instead of being like, got my shirt and my plates and everything else. Like right now, he was so surprised um, that that, you know, that was my reply. And then he said this, and I know that he meant it as a compliment, but he goes, probably because you're college educated. (laughs) Yep, That's what he said. Yeah. And Lindsay, I know you had something you wanted to say about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mostly said it when you asked about the Obama moment in the beginning, which is just like, you know, people who were kind of really, I don't mean to sound snobby, but politically woke kind of knew like, okay, it's the same thing we've talked about on this podcast many times. I don't care how left leaning a president seems once they are elected, they typically move right to the center. So you cannot expect to see this big kind of change, you know, and there was a lot of backlash again if you kind of express that as a black person and these people on Twitter, if you ever are a black person and you're not a Democrat, how they kind of think if they're right leaning a MAGA or whatever, they think you are one of them mm-hmm. or like, Oh, you're so educated and woke, but we're kind of going to get into that more with ruckus. So I'll just, I'll stop there. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I was going to say something and then I lost my train of thought because that's what I do. Uh, anyway, so next, uh, he's interviewing, the interviewer is interviewing granddad. Uh, Robert tells him that Huey just likes being miserable and only caring about his, consi- his conspiracies. Uh, then the narrator covers uh, some of the history of Robert and his part in the civil rights movement, uh, basically saying, I don't know if he's a liar or if he's, you know, starting to go senile. Uh, but he's pretty sure that 90% of what granddad says is bullshit. Um, then we're back to Huey and we ask him what's really going on to which Huey responds, the end of America, which puts the narrator in even more of a depressed mood. The clip. I felt despair so terrible. I briefly consider slitting my own wrists or bludgeoning myself about the head with a steel pipe or baseball bat, but I brought no blade, no pipe, no bat. Describe Riley Freeman in one word. Mm, I say real nigga. Real nigga is two words. I know it's two words, nigga. Real niggas don't follow instruction. So that obviously was not just, you know, the the depressed mood. It was going into the next scene, too. But uh, the fact that Riley is just Riley is I mean, that's not that's completely expected. He's just like, whatever, man, I am who I am. Real nigga. Yeah. Um, but also I love that he was like, there's going to be no more homework. Cops are going to be powerless over black people. And what was that MJ? Uh, you were saying something about, uh, calling up O'Breezy. <laughs> oh, did we lose MJ? Nope. nope. Here I am. There you are. Sorry. Hi. 
It's okay. I was coughing. It was just your clip. I wanted to make sure you got whatever you wanted to say. Yes. No, I actually, I love that one because it was just Riley being Riley. He was, he was like, not being accountable. He's like, that's right. Because niggas don't pay attention to instructions. Like, you hear what I said? Uh, I just love that one. The, the, what's his name? Burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like um, the basketball player that I like. Uh, Wagner. Yes. That's why, because <laughs> W's are V's. Yes. And there we go. Yes. So um, <laughs> I like how he kind of battled Riley in a way, but I don't, it was kind of like the painter. Like he saw Riley for really what he was, but he also saw that he was not going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? So he identified that quickly. And it was like he knew the protagonist, like which one was, you know, which which protagonist level he played. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to feed into that. Mm-hmm. So instead of him being like, skipping that he challenged him on it and then Riley was Riley yeah and I just thought first of all the shit that was the first time that I like really just bust out laughing during the episode because that shit was hilarious to me um now if Riley was a real life child who did that to me I'd be like oh boy you don't want what you say but <laughs> it's still funny when it's not so yeah I just think that they once again did a great job at setting everybody up and telling the story before they really got into the story absolutely um and also the I'm I'm guessing they probably uh, that um, Magruder paid a lot of attention to Herzog documentaries because this very much felt like that where it went from just like one scene to another. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm very depressed. Let's talk to this kid now. And, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> being a creator, I'm sure being I'm sure he went to film school or did something of some sort to that extent. So yeah. probably was, you know, something that he discovered then. But um, he just I mean. Once again, I know people are like, God damn, she's on Magruder's nuts. But this dude <laughs> is he's so talented in like storytelling and and just and like, you know, and just setting and I know he has writers and other people, but just setting everything up and allowing you to have or us to have a conversation that we do now, mm-hmm. you know, about a cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, like, he knows. Like, people Dick, didn't think that Dick Riding Magruder. Dick Riding Magruder. <laughs> Dick Riding Magruder. There we go. Oh my God, t-shirt, t-shirt. <laughs> so, um, I I like that you what you said there the, the the fact that this was 2008 and like now there are lots like you can name off a hundred TV shows that are cartoons aimed toward adults. Um, but back then there, there weren't a whole lot of them. And when it, when there were ones, it was just kind of, uh, it, it just wasn't the same level and it wasn't, they weren't there to make you think or to, you know, bring Mm -hmm. up these societal things. And, and so, um, they make a joke here and there, you know, America, I mean, a family guy. A joke here and there, you know, I mean, well, how many I mean, jokes 20 years about, ago? Like, yeah. And just, 20 yeah, years ago, Family more... Guy, The Simpsons, like they would they would, you know, yeah. make jokes about it. But it would always be like tiptoeing up to the joke without fully going yeah. into it. Yeah. Where Magruder is just and like, here's the fucking racism. Here's what people and say. And BET and Viacom had to step in yep. just to, you know, get rid of two episodes. <laughs> but guess what? There's this thing called the Internet and streaming services. So I bet you guys were hot. I wonder if that was part of the settlement at all that like <laughs> those episodes couldn't be shown for a certain amount of time or if it was Probably. just that they had that, you know, that power. And then somebody was like, get the fuck out of here. Do you know how much more I can make if I put that shit on HBO Max now? I mean, like, they weren't available the first time we watched through at the beginning of the pandemic, um, because when we watched them for the end of last season, that was the first time I was watching them. So it had to be an HBO Max thing. Yeah. They have more money. Yeah. Like overall, you know what I'm saying? They probably are like, look, what, what do we got to pay? 
what do we have to pay to get that on? So, but yeah, um, it, it, once again, it's just funny. If you guys have never watched this guy named Trey Kennedy, I'm going to give a shout out to another content creator. He just did a video and his video was about the timeline of TV. It is fucking hilarious. Please go find it on YouTube because it's just very telling of what I was about to say and just how we're getting back to having cable, but not where the major cable companies have so much control. It's like each individual entity mm -hmm. can have more control over their material and whatnot, which is why we now have 17 different streaming things that we all belong to. <laughs> and and um, I just want to say I find it hilarious that all of these streaming things think that they can somehow police people sharing their passwords. Like, I mean, come on. Come on. Like, if, I've, if I'm going to, you know, pay for this... I'm going to share it with my family just because my family doesn't all live under the same roof as me does not mean it's not my family. Like technically it's so much easier than me explaining to my mother or my mother-in-law how to download the app and then create <laughs> their own account. So much easier. Right. I could just go here, right? Put this in. It's on, right? Great. This is your profile. So yeah, there's, I'm, I don't know anybody that does not share a Netflix, a Hulu, a Disney plus, Right, right. I use my brother's as a teacher, as a teacher, that was something that was actually really important because we would every once in a while want to show things in class. But you know, I don't know about your schools down there, but nothing fucking worked here. So you know, really? having access to the internet was like, okay, we'll watch Netflix because the DVDs won't play because the computer won't play them or anymore or whatever. And so, like, I had Netflix and Hulu. My co-teacher had Disney Plus. Somebody else had another one. Somebody else had another one. Then we ended up getting the Curiosity Stream and something else, but I don't remember. But like, it's it's so Shutter. Shutter. That was the other one. They put blocks on shit. <laughs> so he'll go to use it, or like, let's say when they were pandemic, Zoom would block what you could stream. So if mm. he was trying to share a YouTube video. Like sometimes you couldn't or whatever else. So I know that that was this thing. But I mean, I just miss when the teacher would reel in, wheel in the, t the TV on the. I mean, the TV the it's VCR. just as dramatic when the teacher walks up <laughs> so to the good. front of the room and just starts pulling down the uh, the screen yes. and turns on the overhead projector. And they're like, okay. what are we going to watch? It's so great. Even <laughs> if it was like fucking National Geographic, but something <laughs> like it was oh. like an hour and a half to hear them speak or something. But yeah. <laughs> Good old days, good old days. Uh, I mean, they have better documentaries now than they did then. So, uh, Much. like, I don't know if you've checked out Curiosity Stream, but there's some really cool ones on that. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a nerd. But anyway. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same. The stuff that I watch, you would be like, really? And hubby sometimes is like, I could see him look, looking over his shoulder at me. Sometimes, like, really, this is the video you're going to turn into? And I'm like, it's so interesting. Just wait. Um, a lot of conspiracy theory shit that I watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Conspiracy theories, cults, uh, serial killers, um, yeah. ancient aliens that, you know, complete bullshit. Uh, I love that sometimes I, wa I love watching those things just because you know that they are like pulling everything out of their ass. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm sorry. Mysteries, though. It's just that they take it too far. Like, they'll be like, there's a hole in the desert. No one can figure out where it goes. Right. And then the guy comes on and he goes, naturally, aliens. And right. you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a hole. Or, right. Let's right. Talk well, about this hole. And part yeah. of the problem is that a lot of the whole ancient alien theories uh, has to do with somehow thinking that um, ancient human mankind didn't have any ability to do 
anything. Uh, yeah, even though, yeah. like, a lot of things they're we've like, been able to show that it can do. They were an alien. Right. There's yeah. no way it's, that the, men could create this pyramid. It must be... No, actually, here's the designs and all over the world. And the reason why the exact same shape is used all over the world is because it's actually a design that naturally works. <laughs> like, yeah. you figure yeah. that shit out just by making a pile of rocks. It's not some vast conspiracy. What? They put, you know, they, 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 you know, exactly. they, pallid voice, they put out other information because we have so much access to the truth now yeah. that they got to throw some other shit in there. So we can be like, maybe we can confuse them some way, somehow, you know, so the documentaries yeah. are the best. Um, I think I've told you about a couple that I'm like, you guys must watch the Tickle Me and the American Swing. Two of the best documentaries that you could possibly watch like ever. Um, but yeah, great documentaries. Um, but yeah, so we're off topic again. What were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Too expensive. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Uh, the closer we get to we can actually put money down on the house, the harder it is to like not look at houses all the time. I bet. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next up, we have uh, Thug Nipsent, who does not believe there could possibly be a black man named Barack Hussein Obama running for president. Um, I, I love that we find out that his name, his actual like legal name is Otis Jenkins. And yes, which is so so, so perfect. so so fitting so perfect for somebody whose name is magnificent Otis. and who is yeah questionable i know he's not gang delicious questionable well, from, he is from terrible 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 yeah <laughs> uh but also i loved that he was referred to as a professional buffoon like i thought that was i was like oh that's fucking perfect for somebody who uh-huh. just basically clowns and and you know uh so then the next scene we've got tom and sarah Tom is very excited because this is going to be the best day of his life. And it's really brought him and Sarah closer together because they've worked on the campaign. And Sarah's, yeah, Sarah's yeah. Very usherish again. <laughs> uh, very usherish. Like, right, right. That's actually, I wrote down um, that she likes to bring up their marital problems and she fetishizes Obama. Like oh. she keeps the way that she refers to him, and then later when she like when she's talking about right. him, so I'm like, fits. just fits, <laughs> and he's just, ugh. and just I knew so, people I like, like that. I knew people who were like, <laughs> we're gonna have a sexy president. I'm like, really? Okay. They were comparing him a lot to JFK again. Yeah. Like I feel like for a while they were like, oh, we haven't had this this much of a sex charisma. Symbol. Yeah. 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 And I'm like. I, I saw it. I mean, he was a smooth talker. I, I enjoyed I mean, listening is. to his speeches. And, right. Look. And he was smooth and he was like right. in touch with. Yes. But and when he shared like his rap, like his his playlist and shit. And it was like, what? Oh, listen to JC. What? And he smokes Newports. Now, when he came out, it was like, he admitted the Newport case. Trying, I'm trying he to quit. Any black. Michelle's it getting mad like, at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so this next clip that we have, it, it kind of uh, in, includes a couple of things. But uh, so Thugnificent has now gotten on board with the Obama campaign. Um, and when when he's asked about it, he says that it's because of his pom- his policies, which, of course, he couldn't name any. Uh, so then we go into this clip. In Bavaria, we have a saying, der Junge ist ja total bedient. It means... This is the most depressing fucking kid I've ever met in my life. 
I sit down once again with Magnificent, who appears to have undergone a political awakening since our last conversation. So, you know who Obama is now? Oh, no, I knew who the nigga was. I was just joking. You were not joking. You jumped on the Obama celebrity bandwagon because it will give you much needed exposure. No, see, it ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? I started looking into his political positions and his, and his, and his policies and views and whatnot. What policies? Well, you know, I heard the nigga speak, right? And I, he was talking about changing some shit or uh, hoping for some shit. And I thought, yeah, I mean, you know, all niggas asking for is hope. You can sit on your ass all day and hope. If you're too lazy to hope, you's a lazy motherfucker. That's all I know. <laughs> and, like, that, that whole thing is so perfect, too, because that was a lot of... A lot of people like, oh, I'm so excited about Obama. Oh, yeah. What are you excited for? Because um, the hope, everything, the hope, the change, change, the hope and the change. It's going for hope and change. And that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, like so many people had on the T-shirts and the stickers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. Did you donate for that? Or did you get that from the swap? Um, yeah. It, it was the whole deal. I think for me, well, I know for me. Probably hmm, less than six months before the actual election, I think, is when I finally started going, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I feel like I know enough about him to make a decision. And yes, it's somebody that I'm going to support. But like I said, the whole 18 months that they start pumping people up beforehand, they don't say enough. And I wish that people would understand that. Like, they're not saying anything right now. Like, the best way that I can describe it is like when a dude is really first trying to get at you at first. You know, and it's just really surface level. He's not saying a whole lot. He's using a slick tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying how beautiful you are and you've been running through his mind all day and like shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then not all guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> someone. Ha- so, someone. Yes. A partner. Yes, but, when you first are dating. But, yes, but when they really want it and when it's like you're valuable. Right. Not then he, what, what <laughs> was said has more value and meaning to it. And that's kind of when I felt like, and it's all politicians. It's all it's no matter if it's governor, mayor, whatever the position is, they all do the same thing. Like it's a timeline of them just saying shit to reel you in. And then you really have to listen to what they're saying right before the election happens. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like that for me. It was like a little bit about six months, maybe less that I was like, OK, you know, I was dick riding, I guess you could say at that time. Back to Robert. Uh, the documentarian asks him why he's voting for Obama. He says that it's due to Obama lowering his taxes, which the documentarian tells him that that's not true. Obama plans to raise taxes at his income level. <clears throat> so then Robert says it's uh, because Obama is against corporate bailouts, which is not true. And finally, Robert says that Obama is going to get the troops out of Afghanistan, which, you know, considering uh, what year is it? It's 2021. <laughs> And the Uh troops are just leaving right now as we speak. Uh, That is not something Obama did. Uh, This is where uh, Riley says that he supports Obama because he's black. Uh, Which, again, we're just it's it's all exactly what was happening that nobody seemed to see that everybody was kind of nobody had real information. Like you were saying, it was it was all very surface level, very charismatic, Uh very like. Obama did a really great job with his image. And like he sold it so hard that people did not question him for a while. And yes, he I I do feel like there were some things that he did that were beneficial. Mostly it was very centrist and more of the same shit. 
Um, I don't think he was terrible. A lot of people apparently thought he was terrible, but why? Because he was black. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then then we're back with Thugnificent, who explains that sometimes shit needs to get done. So he decided to help out with the campaign. Um, he uh, is he was in a new a song from Will I Am uh, with a, as a celebrity tribute to Obama called called Dick Riding Obama. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was hard for me to get out. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dean's been singing it all day. So, uh, best part of that video, though, is the dancing George Clooney, which Dean absolutely has been trying to mimic that dance, and it's just so fucking hilarious. He was so funny. <laughs> that was so, like, George Clooney was gigging. He was, he got Dude, home. in real life, Clooney was all about Obama. Like, he was, oh, he was hardcore him. riding his dick. <laughs> yeah, like, stayed there mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. Uh, on election night, Granddad throws a party to watch the results. As he says, me and Barack deserve a party. Um, all the black folks at the party are extremely excited at the prospect of Obama winning. Uh, Tom is very drunk and uh, very, very, very excited about it. The best day of his life is about to happen. And then uh, we find Huey and, of course, Uncle Ruckus. What's wrong with you? I thought you'd be dancing on your tail with the rest of the circus champs. Look at them. Just as happy as a pig and shit. Can't they see? Can't they see what this nigga's gonna do to our great country? Looks like we the only two people with sense in this whole room. Just you and me. Just you and me. Ooh, and that's that brings us to what Lindsay was saying earlier about how uh, I'm... In this instance, this very hard right, very white supremacist uh, ruckus sees Huey as an ally because Huey does not like Obama. So therefore, they, they must have the same point of view. Uh, and I don't know if you want to talk about that more. Oh, no, you're perfect. You said it so well. And then to now you have it to, again with like people who support um, like a far left candidate, a Bernie Sanders. If you support mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders, oh, my God, they think like oh, you're one of us. Like, you say something bad about Biden, they're like, oh, you're one of us. And it's like, nah, bruh, you can, you know, get that shit all the way. Right. And I'll be, I, I, I did like, I do like Bernie Sanders to a point. I think he's just an old, another old white man and we don't need any more of those. But uh, he is the closest current politician to my line of thinking. But Same. still not quite there. <laughs> right. And we may have we may still hold that view because he never got in office. Right. Like if he were in office. Right. Would it, be it could have been completely different if he had won. And, and then he went, oh, <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which. Yeah. That's that's kind of what it feels like when um, just about any president takes office. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, you, you fooled us again. huh? All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jokes on us <laughs> again <laughs> and again and again. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it just goes back and forth along that center line, and then sometimes the line moves farther right, and then we're moving along that center line that's now farther right. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so um, everybody has is having excited conversations and has heightened nerves as they await the results. Robert gives a speech saying uh, thanks uh, to him and the, for the election of Obama and the freedoms and the black struggle is officially over. And the results come in and Obama has won and everyone starts dancing. 
Then we fast forward to a few days before Inauguration Day. Uh, the documentarian returns to the Freeman household to check in. Robert just wants to go to the inauguration. He feels he's earned it. I don't necessarily think of myself as a hero. Uh, and when people always ask me if I want a medal or a monument or a statue in my honor, I say no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All I want to do is be there in person on that glorious day when the first black president take the oath. I just want to stand in the crowd. Somewhere in the front, maybe in the VIP section, maybe next to Beyonce. Are you aware that some people are paying as much as $50,000 for VIP inauguration tickets? Well, I don't think you can put a price on decades of struggle. Did you contribute any money at all to the Obama campaign? I paid 10 bucks for this t-shirt. Did you get that from the campaign website? No, I got it from the guy at the car wash. But it's still free advertising when I went outside. A lot of people see me in this shirt. Oh, there's so much in that. There's so much in that. Like, Granddad is just the best at... I don't want to call him narcissistic, because that's not quite right. But, like, everything involves Granddad and comes down to Granddad. And, you know, is there going to be a statue or some kind of... Like, just the way that he thinks... And how he feels like he's entitled to that sort of stuff because he was basically alive during the civil rights era and nearby when things happened. Uh, but well, I feel like, isn't that all older people? I, I mean, like we talked like... about that before that I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is just a, um, you know, a, a overdone characterization of, you know, that kind of that generation uh, and that type yeah. of uh that type of person in that. Um, but just like, I, I keep coming back to uh, in the beginning when, when Werner Herzog is like, is he just really, really old or is he senile or is he a pathological liar? Like <laughs> is granddad, does he believe the shit that comes out of his mouth? Mm-hmm. And like when the stories evolve and change, like Jesse Jackson hiding in the dumpster instead of him, uh, like is does he believe that then does that like i i honestly i don't know i mm. very confused about that yeah, i think it's what mj was kind of saying too they're spoofing on like all these old people in our families and our friend groups and etc who tell you these every everyone has that family member who's always like oh yeah uh, oh, my uncle used to, sorry if he's listening, I love him, but he used to always <laughs> tell me about his escapades as a sharpshooter in the army and how, oh, I couldn't aim for shit if a target was still, but if it was moving, I was your man. I'm like, bruh, you know, like, right. why are you doing this? Why, <laughs> okay. why are we doing this? Whatever you know? You say. Yeah. And so I think they're running with that with granddad. Like you said, he was in proximity. He was maybe nearby. So just runs with the story. Oh, it's it was what it was. I think it also makes them feel relevant, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also just something to say, you know, like just, hey, I, I just want to talk. So I'm this is I'm going to pump myself up while I do it. Um, and, and part of it, I think, is just that their memory is not. <laughs> I think like the, the longer we go through yeah. into the show, the more. um the more Grandpa Simpson granddad becomes. Oh, <laughs> like, right. the more his stories just become obvious, like, <laughs> that didn't actually happen, did it? <laughs> That's, like, such a good, yeah, because Grandpa Simpson, the shit that he would say was like, there's no way that you expect me to believe that. 
<laughs> now no back way. in 1908 and um, yes what uh, and part of it was just being delusional unfortunately mm-hmm. i think you know just remembering shit the way you want to remember it um, yeah and that's where like the when i when i ask about like does he believe the lies is it my my mind has changed my memory in such a way that this is what I actually believe is happening, or is mm-hmm. it? I know that this isn't actually what just what happened, but I need to change it so that I look better. Like I yeah. I genuinely wonder: is he just like over bragging and lying, or is there genuine like I have changed my like like my dad would in the last you know few years of his life he would tell stories that i had heard a million times and they had totally different endings to them by the time he got there um you know so so it's very i think it could go either way with that with granddad and i was just i was curious what you guys thought about that oh yeah i'm well we, yeah. should he start taking some medication say people in my in my life that you know may or may not be of parental figures or you know, um, they like to, they do that. And it's like, what are you t-? like? My dad tells my boy stories and I'm like, now, what did I tell you happened? <laughs> yes, that's. Well, I just, it just slipped out. <laughs> so my dad, um, no, but he just, he's really good for it. My boys will come home and I'm like, now what did, I, is that what I Why? And then why would I tell, like, he made himself look so good mm-hmm. in the whole thing. And I'm like, boys. That's your grandpa, and I know he wants to be cool with you, but listen to your mother. However, it, it, I don't believe that he's doing it because he really believes that that's what's happened. He's intentionally like take, turning the story and twisting it, you know. So, it's, but it is what it is, you know. I think yeah. you hit sixty plus, and then that's just one of the skills you pick up. I don't know. I also um, like with with granddad and with my dad. It definitely was that he wanted to put himself in a better light than the reality of what happened mm-hmm. as I was growing up. And, you know, yeah. in the last few years, I, I've kind of, I kind of accepted that and just was like, okay, dad, mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like That's for a while there, I'd be like, are you, d- was that okay? All right. Sure. You hear yourself. You, right. you hear yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Thugnificent uh, has some new ideas and decides that he's going to refer to his niggas as Obamas and his bitches as Michelles because, you know, that's that's much more that's much better. You know, he's just trying to trying to. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, and then he's uh, he has a thing, you know, MJ03. I mean, before we change the world, we got to change ourselves first. I mean, this is a new colorless, flavorless, and unscented era. Like, from now on, I'm calling all my niggas Obama. And all my bitches, I'm calling Michelle. I mean, think about it. If you was a bitch, right, would you rather be called a bitch or Michelle? And what about bitches named Michelle? Man, you make a joke. I'm trying to uplift my Obamas. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to uplift my Obamas. <laughs> like, you playing. Why are you playing right now? Because you know what I'm talking about. And you making it a ha-ha joke. Like, I feel that is just, just like Riley just has his own mm-hmm. response and, like, his own mindset. That's magnificent. Like, he just, and then he gives that look, though. That's what's the best is the, you know, the the artists. Like, they know how to give him that, wait, what? Did I just say that? <laughs> like, it's like you see his mind working so quickly to try to, and then he just goes, fuck it. I'm just going to act like I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to deny it, you know. So, yeah. The best ever, but I love that. I was like, 
would it be wrong if I started saying that? And Libby's like, yes, please don't <laughs> start calling people. So, I'll think about it. So, later at the car wash, Robert's trying to get in contact with the Obama campaign to get those VIP tickets that he feels like he deserves uh, so he can, you know, hang out with Beyonce in the VIP section. Um, meanwhile, Huey is sitting on the bench reading a book when a guy comes up trying to sell him Obama merch like that Obama water. Man, can you believe it? In a few days, we're going to have a black president. Aren't you excited, little man? Eh. Eh. What's eh supposed to mean? Just means eh. Yo, what the deal, man? Yo, what's yo, going yo, what's on up, here? Man? Yo, what's I asked this kid if he was excited about Obama, and he said eh. Eh? He said, eh? Yeah, what's wrong with you? You're not excited? Not excited? Who ain't excited? This little nigga right here. Why ain't he excited? So you don't like Obama. You want McCain to win. I never said that. Why ain't you like Barack Obama? He got a lovely family. Not according to this little nigga. He got a problem with a black president. Boy, what's going on? What did I tell you about talking to anybody about anything? I see. <laughs> what did I tell you about talking to anybody about anything? About anything. Not just about anything. Uh, so, Huey is uninterested. Um... Everyone gets really angry at his nonchalance. Uh, Ruckus comes up and tells him to leave the boy alone, that he's right. Obama is, is this bad, bad guy and he's going to do terrible things. And so everybody in the crowd goes after Ruckus as Robert gets the boys and they escape and Dorothy. Um, after that, the news starts showing uh, <laughs> images of people protesting Huey and showing him being burned in effigy. Robert Freeman calls a press conference to do damage control. Huey Freeman is not really my grandson. I refute, renounce, and rebuke him. I hope this incident in no way affects my request for VIP inaugural tickets and or slash the inaugural ball with Beyonce. Rosa Parks is no longer with us, but I consider myself to be the next best thing. In many ways, better. <laughs> so... So, first of all, you got Robert Freeman saying pretty much word for word what Obama said about Huey in the beginning, about the the refute, re... Oh, I didn't write it down. I should have. Uh, but anyway, so he's mirroring Obama's language in that other than, you know, basically fuck him. Um, mm. And then, you know, he goes on to reiterate that, you know, he's he's maybe better than Rosa Parks because, you know, he was there and it should have been him, too. Uh, and, and, you know, ending it with, uh, I hope I still get to go because, you know, I'm a civil rights guy and you're going to give me these VIP tickets. Anybody out there with the VIP tickets? Like, and I need to party with Beyonce. Yeah. You know. Uh, so then Tim, Tim, Tom is interviewed uh, again, and this time he's by himself. Um, he's asked where Sarah is, and he explains that they only had one ticket because there was some kind of mistake. And so he let her have it. Um, the, uh, and again, Tom, Tom is still like got that big smile and he's super excited and you can see the Obama signs in the window and it says, oh, like Obama guy on the shirt. I think it says, um, so then the interviewer is like, are you afraid of her having lusty sex with Obama? And it's just like, I I'm very curious what you think. Do you think Tom actually maybe had any kind of inkling of that beforehand? Like he did, did he see that Sarah was into Obama that way or did this interviewer just make him very uncomfortable and like start second guessing stuff? I think he was trying to act like it didn't bother him. I think it was definitely in like, you know, in the corners of his mind, but he was still trying to you know, do Tom and fake the funk. Um, okay. 
And I think deep down he was like, oh, if she gets the chance, mm-hmm. if she get just like I said, Usher. So the, the type situation. I think he ended up, <laughs> you know, he needed he needed a he needed slip. Uh, I'm sorry. I almost called him just slip back. A pimp <laughs> named slip back to remind him of how he was supposed to be taking care of the situation. Mm. But yeah, so I yeah, I definitely think he knew like and just, you know, in his feelings, he thinks that, you know, she's such a prize and such a trophy that he would ignore probably almost anything. So, okay, Linz. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm of the same school of thought, like even how he's getting like lit at the party Robert has. Like, I think he knows and like, yes, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm celebrating Obama. But there's like an undertone of him being like, I'm drinking this much because my wife is lusting after this man. You know how they keep kind of hinting at all the problems between Tom and Sarah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was definitely. He was lit, lit, mm-hmm. like drunk to the man. Yeah, he was really yeah. drunk, but he also was in in most of the times, even when he was drunk, he was very focused on how excited he was that Obama was that a black president was going to happen. Um, actually, there was uh, uh, do do do. Um, I think it was in that same scene where the um, interview interviewer refers to him as a less active, less handsome, less wealthy Obama. <laughs> and I I honestly thought that that was the moment when Tom was like, oh, this is more than just, oh, you know, like I like I think maybe he was um, maybe well, like I'm naive. Not like I think mm-hmm. in the back of his mm-hmm. mind, he probably it was probably there, but I don't think he consciously thought about it until the interviewer was like, you're like a lesser Obama. And if she gets the chance to be with him, what do you think she's going to do? And he's like, uh, oh, J- sh- no, I don't. Uh. <laughs> you know, so. yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, probably because he is, you know, but I think it was um, it's just that delusion that he mm-hmm. it's that facade that he puts on. Like, so he he's so deep into it that maybe he was a little bit of a light bulb going off. But it's kind of like deep down, you know, the truth. but he was trying to, you know, yeah, not his trophy, not his woman. Never. He's so perfect. Why would you want to do that? Yep. After the news segment, uh, talking about the dignitaries and celebrities who are starting to show up for the inauguration um, and saying there were no more tickets. And if you did not have tickets, you were not special enough. Riley brings in a letter for granddad that is from the office's office of the president elect. It's two VIP tickets. Robert and Riley then leave for the inauguration. Just, you know, they just showed up on his door and they just left to go to the inauguration. No planning. No, you know, nothing ahead of time. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. What? <laughs> Magic. Right. So the show can happen. <laughs> At the same time, Robert and Riley head out for the inauguration. Huey and Uncle Ruckus decide that they are going to leave the country. They decide they're going to go to Canada. Um, I... I think if they had done that, just just real quick, I think if they had done that, Ruckus would have been so confused Ugh. because, I mean, I'm not saying that Canada has, you know, everything right, because they definitely have their share of shit that is bad, really bad. But most of that is aimed toward Native people instead of Black people, although Black people get pretty shit end of the stick there, too. But... I, I think it would be a very weird, like, he would expect, oh, there's so many white people. Everything's great. What do you mean you don't mind all of these niggas, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd like, yeah, I'd like <laughs> to see it in the new season. <laughs> 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 After Trump is impeached, Ruckus ran away to Canada. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. 
Uh, sorry, I lost my place there. Thugnificent then goes on on Bill Maher's show for some fucking reason uh, to talk about how he's now a black leader and has to take a more serious approach. Um, was that actually Bill Maher voicing? Okay, that's even better. It sounded, yeah. <laughs> so it was Bill Maher. Um, and I, I like that they got actually Werner Herzog and Bill Maher to do these. Like, I don't think Bill Maher's a great guy, but this is perfect. Um, so Bill asked him to name three branches of the government, and he obviously can't. And Bill Maher's like, you know, people like you make me fourth happy grade. that I'm a white guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's fourth grade education here. And he, once again, Technically it he is. made that awesome face where he was confused. Mm, yeah, yeah. So Huey's waiting for Ruckus on his front steps. Uh, but while that's happening, Ruckus is busy getting arrested by the Secret Service uh, because we, uh, we and we didn't talk about it. Ruckus uh, had been threatening on camera to uh, throw his brick at Obama. And he kept throwing it at the, the cutout of Obama and like breaking it further and further. So now the Secret Service has come to talk to him and arrest him. And um, the interviewer in this part, he asks him, how do you feel about teaming up with your arch enemy? I just love that because it's like what we were saying before, you know, this is the enemy of my enemy kind of situation. You know, Huey does not does not want to partner with Ruckus in any way, shape or form. But Ruckus has the the driver's license and he's got mm-hmm. the gas money. So. Uh, so then uh, we see that Robert and Riley uh, have made it to the inauguration and they're trying to get into the VIP section, but it's packed and they can't. Uh, they. Um, apparently they're not the only ones with VIP tickets that they can't get in. Um, Rob, uh, Granddad ends up getting tased by the police. Of course, this is uh, the, the tagline there, don't tase me, bro, was uh, yeah. was uh, a police brutality uh, quote. But uh, <laughs> um, So, question on that. Do you think the VIP tickets were bullshit in the first, like, were they just... Were they real? Uh, were were they actually VIP tickets, and they just over over gave out the ones and didn't have enough room for everybody, or what? I took it to be they were real, but that like it's kind of like everything we were saying about Obama at the at the start of this. Like he's still a politician, so here's these real VIP tickets. But mm-hmm. if you're not a person who's like you know really has money or influence, no, you're not getting close to Obama. Are you crazy? Like that's how I took it. Uh, but somehow yeah. Sarah did. She got to hang out with him, apparently. Well, you know, she knows how to work it. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> What's the difference between Sarah and everybody else there? Huh. Let what? me think about that one for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, one so, of yeah, these so things example, right? is not <laughs> like the other. other. Really? Which one of really, these things is, isn't the same? <laughs> she probably really would. You know, she used a mouthpiece. Mm, we'll just say. Mm, what? You know, uh, anyway. My guess. <laughs> my guess. She was like, yeah, like she was still remembering, you know. So Huey realizes Ruckus isn't coming and goes back in the house, aborting his plans for Operation Exodus. Huey and Granddad come back from the inauguration, and oh, this is something I meant to mention before. In the beginning of the episode, we see Granddad taking down a portrait of the two boys that was hung on the mantle and putting up a big portrait of Obama. And here at the end, uh, we see Robert taking down the Obama picture and putting the um, the boys back up and saying, you know, he's disappointed for the worthless promises. Uh, didn't even vote for him. 
<laughs> told the truth. Like, right? Yeah. Hold on a sec. And then at the same time, Riley shows us that he is also disheartened by Obama. Obama ain't no real nigga. And check this out. I heard he worked for the feds. That ain't a good look, Barack. <laughs> I heard the president works for the feds. <laughs> like, you're so the feds. <laughs> do you, do you um, understand what the federal government means? Right. Probably not. Probably uh, not. <laughs> which I'm sure. That was conversation that people had mm-hmm. back then. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I love my people, but probably. No, well, I mean it's like people who were all excited about Kamala Harris, and they're like, "Oh wait, she was a cop. She was a uh-huh. lawyer. She she's part of the system." Right. She was one of the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what we see is bad guys, but yeah. right, right. <laughs> you can care about us just because her name is black doesn't mean <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so Sarah has returned home to the Dubois re- household and she tells how amazing it was in D.C., saying that she got to meet Obama and uh, he was amazing and exactly how she hoped. And she was so excited and he was so much more. And that's when she mm-hmm. purred. And that was I would. She's so, oh, <laughs> the, the fetishize, fetishization of Obama by mostly white middle class women still to this day amazes me like he was he was the good nigger that they were okay to have a crush on you know he was he was the proper like well-spoken uh college educated eloquent Eloquent. yeah exactly yeah Um, i'm sure they were probably like i hope he's not really fully black oh you know a little bit were okay but they were probably like i don't know is he i know there were a lot of people in uh, my mother-in-law's circle that were like well at least he's half white Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Cause yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, so then about the whole one drop thing. Yeah. So then Thugnificent <laughs> is back to tell uh, to how he was before all of the Obama stuff, saying that it was time to get back to work at what he usually does. And also the clothes that he was wearing were way too tight and cutting off his circulation. Uh Ruckus, uh back in his house explains that due to conditions of his parole he isn't able to leave the country and he will just remain there and continue to express how upset he was uh and he said uh, i will in no way hurt the president or his monkey family beautiful monkey family and then the episode ends with huey i ask huey freeman if he has any final thoughts he'd like to share yeah I'm tired. Mic drop. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, he kind of tried to say at the beginning, too, when, when they were like, you know, uh, domestic terrorist Huey Freeman, I'm retired. Yeah. So, and he said that yeah. in another episode, too, I think. I feel like I might be wrong on that. But... Um, yeah. So is there anything that we missed that you wanted to bring up before we move on? Nope. And if I did, I would save it because we are on the third hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, uh, Mr. Producer Man. Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? All hail the Steve Martin. <laughs> All hail the glue 
Yeah. <laughs> cloud. Oh my God. Uh, how y'all doing? So, uh, um, so I kind of uh, this is this was not an exact question. Um, this was a statement that was left on uh, a guy I follow on TikTok. Uh, he goes by Thomas the Villain Bishop. Um, and uh, he does. He has. He has some great content. So if you get a chance, go check him out. But anyway, uh, somebody left a comment, but I put it in a question form uh, that that you hear so often, um, and, and it's really to all all people who don't like th- things that are going on. Not just not just black people that are asked about this, but you're still asked about it. Uh, if you don't like it here in this country, why don't you just leave? Because it's my country. Right. I have just as much right to live here and to express my opinion as anybody else. And just because I do not think that I have any reason to be proud of being from here right now doesn't mean I can't hope for it to do better, which is Mm -hmm. why I say and do the things that I do. Also, let's talk about, I know we've all seen these memes. Who hates America? Who hates it here? Uh, Y'all the ones trying to suppress votes Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, (laughs) a country built on immigrants and you don't want immigrants to come here anymore. Like, what the fuck, y'all? You ain't fooling no one. You're the haters, not us. Change the Constitution on a whim. Mm. Get out. Right? Uh, Let me throw this in there. Who's the, so if this country is so wonderful, Who's the, who are the people wearing the Make America Great Again? As if it's not right now. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. Who committed the domestic terrorism? What? More no. than us. Like, you know? Crazy. You know, like, <laughs> ask yourselves that question. Ask yourselves why it's so hard for a certain, you know, um, percentage of this country want to just lie to themselves about the history of this country and all the things that have been systematically and continue to be systematically done to eradicate those that the country was built off of. You know, I'm talking, you know, see if oh, they yeah. can figure that out. You know, know who I'm talking about. Oh, but yeah. like, it's so, hey, come on. Like, you, you're living a lie and then you want to have the nerve to ask the question, why are, come, come, stop, stop. It takes several, several, several seats. Um, yeah, it's, but like I said, it's our country. So if we really want to talk about it, let's talk about who the natives actually are to this country. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't you, when your people, right? I didn't come, like my people didn't come here by choice. Your people came and took over from the people who were living here and like kicked them out and killed them and mm-hmm. then brought my people over against their will. And now that I, my people were brought against their will, I am here because of your people. So if right. if there is an issue here, it should be with your people having brought me over in the first place. That's called being accountable. And we what? don't do that. Hence why we have Karens. Like, it's just, <laughs> yes. It, you know, it's, it, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I just want to give him a hug and be like, poor Bessitos, you just don't, y'all. Like, I, don't I, honestly, know. Right? I honestly believe <laughs> that the only way that I would ever be proud of my country would be if we stopped being the way we are right now. Like, we cannot be, we cannot be the quote unquote beacon of hope for everybody. And yet 
go in and destroy everybody else's homes and land and, you know, put in people that we want in charge instead of letting people make their own decisions. And, you know, basically all all that America does is spread Americanism and capitalism across the world. And we're, you know, we're a dope to other countries. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. you guys are not as dope as you think. We are not. Like, you guys don't have right? it figured out, you know, and um, but you can't tell us that. Like, we, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't tell those in power that. Right. Because the rest of us don't live in, you know, freaking delusional land. We don't live in a fairy tale where we just, you know, we are, well, I'm sorry, most of us. There are some who choose to go through life very, 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 you know, in a delusional state and maybe because of of privilege or whatever else, but they don't choose to see how it really is. Um, The rest of us have taken off those rose-colored glasses a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. And we see it for how, you know, what it is. Um, and despite that, we continue to move forward and live our lives and try to live, you know, the most prosperous, fulfilling, successful lives for ourselves that is possible. Um, despite all the obstacles that are, you know, thrown in our way. So, you know, yeah. That's my mic drop. I hope that would answer their question. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, for me, it basically comes down to uh, in in the Constitution, despite whatever they meant when they wrote it, mm. what they wrote was that we're all created equal and that we all have the right to have a voice in our government and that we all have a right to say whatever we want and whatever we feel doesn't mean we're free from consequences of it, mm-hmm. but I get to say it. And because I get to say it, you can walk away or we can engage in a conversation. A, a conversation that's going to be fruitful and conducive to right. both parties walking away either more educated right. or in agreement, agree or disagree. But you are speaking things that make sense. <laughs> so that is weird. Dean and I say know. that to each other. Yeah, You're making too much sense right now. <laughs> Yeah, too much like right. As I say, too much like right. People refuse to do it. So, you know, it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's why we have lovely podcasts like. Yeah. I, I I won't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have wanted to leave this country because I do not agree with so much of this country. But honestly, there's no other country that's un, that's any better or worse necessarily like politics wise everybody's Uh, fucked up in some way like mm -hmm. the the closest that i would be able to find to somewhere that might live up to you know what i would imagine in my utopia would be like finland (laughs) i was thinking too finland like like that's that's really it that's that's it (laughs) there's not much else your your own island where you are in right yeah like that type of thing yeah oh i i I get it I have heard Iceland is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I used to say Sweden um, and Denmark and hubby was like, have fun. Those are good too. (laughs) He's like, I will see you during Christmas break. You'll be like a college student. I was like, oh, I love you too. (laughs) Amsterdam will will work as well. (laughs) I I, I bet he'd hang around for that. The airport. (laughs) <laughs> probably beat me there. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You see, look on this. <laughs> All right. All right. 
You got anything else before we... Uh... Any uh, goodbyes or final thoughts? No. Just remember, go vote for me, guys. Right, right. Dean's going to link that in yeah, the show send, notes. Send me, send me this, the links for that, yeah. I shall. I'll uh, do it right now. Womenincannabisexpo.com. And I was with Mary Jane Maven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I have something. Uh, uh, well, and this will really only be for the uh, the Patreon people. The our we're for, we're doing our first uh, disputed podcast um, with actual advocates, and one of them is uh, Drake from Everything Culture, who has been a uh, a guest co-host on here, uh, and with uh, Jeff from uh, those guys over there podcast, and. Um, they are going to be debating about who's the best uh, detective of their age, Axel Foley versus Mike Lowry. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Made some fun promos for it. And... What's up? You see, we're, over, we're already over here disputing. I said Mike Lowry. He's like, what? Michael Lowry. Like, the girls. Axel Foley, like, actually discovered stuff. He found out <laughs> killers were, like... And the, this, you should watch live when yeah, they do we, it on Thursday, yeah. and then you can send in your questions and comments. Yeah, then. you can actually, yeah, because we're going to be streaming it through StreamYard here uh, on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, the Facebook. Um, right. and the Facebook. The Facebook. I never took the out, so... <laughs> <laughs> I said the Google the other day. The, and I was like, oh I, I God! Do that too. <laughs> never say that I said that ever again. I sounded so old. Yep. Um, well, yes. Well, I also I, I like that. It's awesome idea. We I know I'll be tuning in. Everybody else also tune in. Yeah, and, um, and we'll and we'll have questions open on whatever will allow you to post questions. Yeah, I want to give you one an idea, and then I also would like to participate. Who's better, in sync or Backstreet Boys? Thank you. Are y'all gonna no, be, no, we, I, we actually we, we this and this is a little twist on that. We are doing fictional battle, fictional bands, fictional battles of bands. So oh. we we have like the Wonders, uh, Spinal Tap, Death Clock, uh, Josie and the Pussycats. And, what about Zack Attack? Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, Saved by the Bell. No, I do. they actually play music that you heard? I think so. Because okay. like, <laughs> like we do, have, we do have, I do have on there Jesse and the Rippers. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Technically, the Beach Boys were from a t- the, on a TV show. Well, what no, about they, Jim? They have to be a fictional band. <laughs> oh, One right, that was right, created right, right. just right. for Jim was fictional. I mean, Jim and the Holograms. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna have Jim and the Holograms going versus Josie and the Pussycats. The Rippers. Yeah, yeah Jesse and the Rippers. Okay, a- yeah, Jim and the Holograms and and uh, and uh, what did I say? Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will definitely have him send you the link so that you can join on Thursday. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll be there. All right, kids. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Bitches to Reds. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host 
at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.